Welcome to another Living in the Past, uh, our final Living in the Past for our 1996 season. Uh, this is our year in review episode. With me, as always, is Ben. And his tummy grumbles. Uh, we have oh, both yeah. eaten heartily before this, so this should be awesome. Gaseous and awesome. Uh, we're, this is uh, our year in review episode. This is one where you basically just listen to this one and not listen to anything else that we've done um, for the season. But then you'll be missing out, missing out a whole bunch I of I feel banter. like it's a good place to start and then hmm. decide what months you want. Yeah. You know, or if you, if you do want to listen to the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're going to do top five or top tens, sorry, at the end of the... Because uh, it's, it's just too much good stuff. Uh, is that why? <laughs> sure. Um, uh, so we won't go we usually have like a living on now but we're not going to do that now today we're just, we're just going to go straight into it because uh, yeah, we've got a lot to get through but we're going to go through like a, a quick sort of um, run through of our of, of our season through the last 12 months of 1996 we start off in January um, as as is the usual <laughs> um, uh, it was the international year for the eradication of poverty so uh, about that yeah <laughs> you're welcome we did it folks uh, there was the uh, Vahina UFO incident. I got the pronunciation right this time. Ah, nice. Um, and we also had um, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. So I'm gonna do some sports stuff no, here you, because you can. I've. Sh- can we just mention that I I put together this sheet today? You did. Yeah, uh, look, someone has done their homework. Every done it very every well. fact sheet is a Paul fact sheet. Like Paul makes up these little fact sheets, little BT- BTS, um, for every single month, and he sends them out to me with like. Pretty much everything that's going to happen that month, and I just add stuff in if yeah. I want, like the Conan stuff, some sports things here and there. I tell him where to get the movies, even though I know he's going to illegally download. It's <laughs> <laughs> illegal. Shut up. Um, so I was very kind, and I'd been prepping this throughout the season. Like yeah. I'll put them in a different document, like our, our picks for the month, so we mm. know what they were. Um, and I thought it would be very kind of me to. You did take a slight load off. You did. back this time. You did. There's no loads on my back. And I slid, <laughs> I slid in a little bit of sports here and there. I also randomly just put in some of the links in case you want to open them I up. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that and I dismissed that. Um, so for that week, that for that for month of January, uh, your pick was Don't Be a Medicine South Central While Drinking Juice in the Hood. Yeah. Uh, your album was, uh, was Zupano and your song was I Don't Want to Hurt You by Frank Black. That was, that was, a, was a weak month though, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mine was my movie was an eye for an eye. That uh, that old chestnut. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> no. no. Sally um, Field. Sally Field. Keith Sutherland. The original Sandra Bullock. Keith Sutherland being a just yeah. a vicious rapist. Yeah, gross. <laughs> In the movie, um, No Effects Heavy Pink Zoo was my album, and uh, uh, I got Horses by Tony. <laughs> First Tony. Tori. No. Tori Amos. Tori. My glasses. <laughs> um, and also, we, we we would be look. I, I saw a clip today because um, apparently the, the, the this one of my Instagram accounts was talking about uh, good Thanksgiving movies, and um, Son in Law came up because that's got a Thanksgiving scene. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but I, but it also you know remind me, and now you have as well that Biodome, the uh, I would say the go to movie that if you talk about Paulie Shaw. I think for for certain crowds, I personally grew up 
pretty much know nothing about buying dome. Buy dome. Buying mm. dome. I don't even know what it's called. Um, I was a son-in-law kid. Or a Xeno man for me. Yeah, Xeno man. California man, wherever you're from. <laughs> uh, the Feb- last time we'll mention Biodome now as well, by the way. Yeah, no, we're done. done. We're done. <laughs> February, we had the um, Jarvis Cocker mooning Michael Jackson on stage incident. That was fun. Very grainy video if you want to see it. Yep. Uh, we've got... Uh, <laughs> it was curling season. It was curling season and we had the... the Don't the you dare forget to mention it was curling season. Canadian junior uh, <laughs> curling championships and the Scott Tournament of Hearts. Um, we talked about that quite a lot. You can watch them. You could probably actually watch the 1996 Scott Tournament of Hearts on YouTube because there is a vast uh, backlog of curling. I don't curling. know how much you'll see, but you can watch it. And <laughs> curling is the only sport that the uh, hairstyles didn't really progress. It's pretty much the same ones. Yeah. The rules are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> yeah, and like the old curlers just become in, become curling commentators and it's just, it's just amazing. That's how it should be. Black Sheep and Rumble in the Bronx were a couple of movies that came out. Um I remember us both having high hopes for Black Sheep and then being a bit dashed. Because <laughs> uh, we both liked Tommy Boy quite a lot. Yeah, your yeah. hopes were much higher. I was a bit more realistic that I didn't like it at the time, but I was hopeful that, you know, my f- current future self would yeah would find more love for it because it's Chris Farley. But then I also had bro- I had Broken Arrow to harp on about, which I did. I can't him. believe you picked that. For Hush! You. Oh, God. Hush. <laughs> 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 and we also got the first instant of the uh, the that scream that yeah the Iron Man more yeah the one that you, from from any solo ad, ad um post yep. uh, nineteen ninety six. Bronx was also there, um, but Happy Gilmore was your movie for the month. Damn right. Uh, we both picked the score by the Fugees um, as album, and we both oh and you picked Follow You Down by Jim Blossoms, and I picked a Punk Rock Song by Bad Religion. So we'll see if Criminal. those ones. Uh, <laughs> end up in our top tens. March, uh, John Howard won the at Australian federal election, and um, Bob Hoskins left uh, Genesis. <laughs> the two biggest <laughs> news stories for March, <laughs> basically the same thing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, he went off um, after being in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Do you it. think Phil Collins? <laughs> is it possible that I mean they're both balding white men? Did Phil Collins leave Genesis and become the Australian Prime Minister? Maybe. Is that what happened? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so he, he, he'd be one of his speeches with a do 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 do. Nineteen ninety six World Cricket World Cup is on there for some reason. <laughs> it was probably a big event. Michael Bevan probably did some cool stuff. I'm sure it was fun. Uh, we had Fargo, and um, uh, executive decision was. I remember I hopped on about that quite a lot. Um, a bit Celine, too long, but it was good. Celine Dion, um, falling into you uh, because you love me. She had a big year. Um, she was in the charts quite a lot. We both a breakout. Wouldn't she was around for a long time, but this was yeah, this was definitely breakout. Yeah, um, both of us picked Birdcage, and then you picked a Verve Pipe, and I picked Super Drag, and then you picked the Ghetto Boys with Still, which is a good good song. Um, it is a good song. I can't remember it now, but and I got Straw Hat um, and Old Dirty Hank by Bare Naked Ladies because that is amazing. Yeah. April, we had the Port Arthur Massacre that we didn't really focus about um, too much on. Um, but if you want to, uh, like back on the episode, we said like there's a, f- a few more podcasts. Um, Case File Project is the best one to, to, to listen to about that. It would be rude to go through a year in review and not mention one of the worst things in Australian history. Yeah, yeah. Um, Modern Australian history, sorry. And the I've just got... 
<laughs> I've got basketball you have scores. to make note it's not scores that this was a record season the Bulls went 72 and 10 okay Bulls went 72 and 10 Magic went 60 it's, and 22 it's a big deal Sonics um, uh, they did well they it was 64 and 18 that's still a pretty good season and the Spurs did 59 and 23 just to point out how good the Bulls were okay that's, that's, that's all we, it's good for you it's I, thought, I thought the Bulls played the Magic and they, the Bulls scored 72 and the Magic just scored <laughs> it's not far off the Magic's lowest ever score um we James and Giant Peach, which my boys were watching <laughs> this afternoon. Really? Yes. It's such a terrible film, though. And then we also had Celtic Pride, Banger. Um, Rage Against Machine, um, released Evil Empire with the songs um, uh, Bulls, "Bulls on Parade" on there. Neither we, of us picked as our album, though. But we, yeah, but we both picked uh, "Primal Fear" as our movie, and then you picked Wesley um, Shoals, Ocean Color Scene. Yes, you were, you were quite tickled by that. Rip-hop bangers. I liked uh, Golden Age by Cracker, and oh, then shit. you liked Dremamine, Dremamine by Modest Mouse, and I liked Bulls on Parade by it was, Evil Empire. There was a big music month, I think. Not like huge, but there was some really there that was some one, good stuff. That one, and also I think um, February for movies. Like I was like going through as I was, as I was going through the um, this week, I was like, oh man, February's like an awesome month. Then like you get onto like the next one's like, oh. This is not a good month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so May, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. hit his 200th home run. Big news. Um, and had, well, he's got gigantism. Um, <laughs> I don't think he did at the time. <laughs> uh, the, the Sonics are knocked out the Kings. Yep. Sorry, Josh. So um, that's good because it's it, it leads them all up to like that. Um, bit, oh, no, sorry. We'll get to that. Barbed Wire should have been your favorite because you love that movie a lot. I kind of did. <laughs> In a strange, not erotic way. And then I upset your partner by not liking the craft. Well, <laughs> she she saw it with young eyes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ash came out with 1977, which had some really, really good um, songs of it, but uh, was beaten out by, because A Design for Life by Main Street Preachers um, was released. And then also Down the Upside by Soundgarden. We, we were twinsies. Picked, we were. Yeah. And then you picked Train Spotting. Yeah. And I picked uh, Mission Impossible. Because uh, you're a fool. Well. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, June, um, did the Sonics win? They gave the unbeatable a good run for their money. Though and if you look at Michael Jordan's record, he has not lost an NBA Finals. So, you know. Okay. What, what, what do you want? So they lost. Um, so Striptease <laughs> came out as well, which um, you you watched and I did watch yeah you didn't like and we both sexy. hated the Nutty Professor yeah rightly so Striptease <laughs> was better than the Nutty Professor well in a way smacking their head is better than kicking the nuts yeah um which head <laughs> and then I uh you picked a razor and I picked um Cable Guide but I was very very tickled by a razor because uh, I'd, I'd never seen it before um uh, I was very questionable about picking that as my film yeah I know that's great it's it was the best of a bad bunch. <laughs> um, and uh, Odelay by Beck was our album, and you picked uh, Unbreak My Heart because uh, did you listen to it? Mm. Oh, I'm I'm aware of Unbreak My Heart by by um, our Tony Braxton, but not a surf's popular was very close, and it's yeah. a very good song. But come on, uh, in July, um, uh, yeah, uh, Madras um, in India changed their name to Chennai. Um, to basically give a middle finger to the English occupation of that and colonization, which is yeah. always good. Um, Northern Territory legalized voluntary euthanasia. Uh, we had the Dolly the Sheep thing. It was it was a 
big month. Yeah, was... Hotmail began. We all got we've <laughs> we went through our Hotmail addresses of, of of past. Everyone emailed each other about Charles and Di divorcing. Yep, and the Alison Chains uh, performed their last show with Lane Staley. Um, the Olympics started, and then we also watched Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a good time to be alive. This uh, is this is what the nineties had been like. July was if it wasn't a peak month, then it was just a dead year. Yeah. We didn't have a cow, only a bull. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you picked Phenomenon, which Obviously. I... Obviously. Uh, yeah, we both cried. Um, I picked Independence Day because, you know, Independence Day. Yeah, it's a bit long. Um, <laughs> you picked Alison James Unplugged as your album. I said uh, Box of Hair by Cub, which I really liked. And you picked Robot Factory by Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. And I picked uh, Shadow Boxer by Fiona Apple off the, al- off the album title... Uh, so in August, we had uh, the first Game of Thrones novel was released, um, boring people for uh, eternity. <laughs> Last Ramon show ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's news for some people. Look, I, I mean, that, that last show is a very star-studded event with, uh, with, with Mr. Vetter doing their last song ever. Joining them for the last song ever. Star-studded event with uh, the guy that we like. <laughs> uh, Chris Cornell was there. Oh, yeah, was like there. Um, other um, people were there. Fuck yeah. Off. Lenny, Lenny, Lemmy, Lemmy was it? Both Bonos might have been there. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows the two Bonos, right? You don't know Bono. (laughs) Uh, The Paralympics um, uh, took place with uh, a much less fanfare than the uh, Mm. mainstream able-bodied event, but hopefully that changes. Um, uh, By the way, uh, commiserations to our Aussie Bells um, who did not qualify for the Paris Paralympics, but um, in in the goalball, but... Uh, you can still watch those games, and it's still an amazing sport that I'm so happy that I. That You're we welcome. Can't. Sports. Yep. And Pearl Jam released No Code, um, which was banned from being the favorite album of the month. Yes, but it's all all open season now. Top yeah, chance. That's right. Uh, we both picked uh, Matilda as the top film. Just wasn't it beautiful? And then turn the radio off by Ruby, Ruby Fish with Specs it just tickles me. That Did you, I like it? Yeah, it, that's amazing. Scar's life. Um, and then I picked Beautiful Freak by the Eels and I had um, but I took, picked Ruby Fish my song with I'll Never Be and you had Never Came for the Soul by the Eels isn't that weird so weird flipped uh, was, September was a lean month for music by the way no. aside from Pearl Jam uh, Nintendo 64 is released in America um, uh, we also have a um, music episode I mean an episode about all about the games and everything that happened um, in 1996 with gaming uh, Tupac Shakur is shot and then a few days later would unfortunately die um, he was, he was also in... um, arrested and was about to go to jail earlier in the year yeah so yeah. it's quite there's a lot of the worst going on really yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got AFL tables for 1996 Look, I was month. gonna go into it but I, we won't it's yeah the, football happened football happened football finished uh my mum and my brother went to the grand final and no one knows oh yeah why. We've, we've we've said that yeah that's it's, it's a good story it's a cute <laughs> story because it, yeah it, it, that's why it's cute um <laughs> we uh, there was a stonewall movie and also powderfinger released their first major album powderfinger is here we had yeah. powderfinger news we have powderfinger news but i'm not it, doing the music for it <laughs> it had been quite a while since we had powderfinger news and it was back and now they won't go in a way um, I'm okay with it it was, it was a good album picked uh, Bulletproof I picked Fly Away Home Shut Up <laughs> um, Pinkerton by Weezer was our album and also that you had If It Makes You Happy by Sheryl Crow and I had Frank Sinatra by Cake 
yeah. as our as mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Still never gonna get our own cake. I'm sorry. Well, I don't. Care. How's the diversity like? I mean, I know we can only choose what is in front of us, but look at us go. <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> How about that? We have lots of diverse so far white apart. men. <laughs> it was the nineties. October Fox News is launched. Hey, <laughs> uh, we also had Bound, uh, which was not as sexy. No, was... it really wasn't. No. It was a real missed opportunity. <laughs> and then uh, uh, My Ducks three D three D three. Still, uh, it still holds up. I mean, it's not the best of the three, obviously, but it's it's Charlie worth mentioning. Charlie is a wind. Yeah, he's bitch. a real little Skywalker, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about Skywalker. Yeah, he's a, he's a Skywalker. 1997, baby. Uncle Owen. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nevada um, uh, released Money Banks from the Wishka. Um which I really liked, one of my favorite uh, live albums. Um, wasn't of all your time. album of the month though? It wasn't. No, it was um, not. No, what my album of the month was Counting Crows Recovering the Satellite Satellites. Um, <laughs> and yours was Mazzy Star Among the Swans. We, oh no, I thought we'd both pick that thing you do, but I no. picked The Long Kiss Goodnight and yeah. you picked the, that thing you do. Well, I didn't watch The Long Kiss Goodnight, so things could have been different, but. That thing you do is just so good. You picked um, number one, Crushed by Garbage from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, but then you also, I think, Pushed by Matchbox 20 was quite it, up there. It was It was flip of a coin, really. It um, was a very slim month. Even my album, I was like, Meh. If I can talk, I'll tell you, While the Lemonheads was my pick. Yeah, real, you are a Lemonheader. I'm a, I'm a Evan boy. Yeah. Um, oh, just so you know, um, just, just interrupt me. We're so close to the end. Yeah. When I did my drug trial recently yeah. and I sat in there having my dinner and I turned around and I was like, what the fuck are they watching? And they were watching this horrible Netflix show and I messaged Laura, I was like, they're watching that fucking Van Dando thing on Netflix about the killer guy and I forgot all their names and she just wrote back, Dando? <laughs> <laughs> Peters, Peters, they're watching the Evan Peters show about that guy that killed people and she went, Alma? Like, yeah. <laughs> Because I'd had a uh, a drug that had not yet been fully tested on humans, and I forgot names. And you're like, the Lemonheads lead singer is a murderer. In my defense, they look kind of similar. What? Evan Peters and Evan Dando. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, we had the European Curling Championships and the Pacific Curling Championships in November. So there was just like this, there was a lot of curling. This it's a great way to start good. the year and end the year. Bit of curls. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, which we were both met on, uh, Ooh, further yeah. enraging Sorry. your partner. Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> Get it right. Uh, Space Jam. Is um, also disappointing. And then uh, Eminem brought out his first album. Uh, Single. EP. Oh, yeah. Something. No, it wasn't. It was an album, but it was. It just was very hard to find. He's he's here. Eminem has arrived. Everyone. Uh, Brassed off was your favorite uh, movie. Mine was set it off. Uh, your f- uh, favorite album was Spice Girls, Spice, and mine was Bell Sebastian. Um... <laughs> Sleepy time is what the album I think was called. Um, Who even remembers it? Is it your top ten? No. It is called. <laughs> Oh, if you're feeling sinister, shut up. 
Um, and then your your it was a it was a it was a it was a bush, bush club. It was a bush fest. Bush <laughs> clubs. Um, you swallowed some bush for um your favorite song, and not, yeah. and then I was a greedy fly about my bush. So, gross. Um, we also had in uh the Oceania handball championships in December. This just is like <laughs> just the best. Best or worst advertisement for your section. <laughs> Look, I went through these events and they got real slim at the end. If you want to know, I'll. If no, I don't. I I can if you take a second, I can um, tell you what happened in. And December. we 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 know, we then found out that Michael's not that kind of angel. In Michael, he says that a lot. And I also had a we had competing angel movies. I had the preacher's wife, and you had Michael. Yeah, and you really like preacher's I wife. I was delighted by I that. I did not like Michael because um, it turns out he was that kind of angel. He was just lazy. Uh, and then we got uh, Mars Attacks, which you were confused by. Terrible. Uh, Beavis and Better Do America was your favorite, and mine was Jerry Maguire. Um, do you have... Uh, the human head is eight pounds. <laughs> that is pretty good. But surely some regret that it wasn't Beavis? You... Uh, look, it was fine. It was like, and I laughed a lot, but fine. I think I hadn't fine. seen Jerry Maguire probably for about 20 years. It's pretty good. So I think I was just... Um, Charmed by the cruise. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Punk Rama was my album, and yours was Nerf Herder. Um, Firewater Burn Burn by the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> That's gonna be on the on, on record forever that you like the Bloodhound Gang. I like that song. Uh, and Van Halen by Nerf Herder was my song. So that is that is at a glance. It's on record that you like Van Halen. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I'll take him over Iron Maiden. Oh yeah. Uh, so like. without further ado. Um, uh, the, sorry, I, I like that. It's catchy. Yeah, it, it falls off the tongue. Um, there's a meme. I don't like repeating memes because it makes me sound like a boomer. But there's the one from today. But there's like this one keeps coming up in my Instagram, and you know that that bit where it's like for some reason here's yeah. a poo. It's like. About to leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> I just sent this to Laura. <laughs> it also made me think of every time you went to wait for the bus. Yeah. Oh man, yes. <laughs> we used to Ask work. coffee, cigarette, waiting for the bus. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be holding this for the next twenty minutes. I'm just trying to like do the walk home. I'm like, oh, got a hill. Uh, that was quite a little walk. If you they're got gonna, up at the wrong stop. They're gonna find me um, at the bottom of the hill, just like <laughs> pants shat. I've soiled myself. <laughs> How embarrassing. Um, so we've got our top ten lists uh, for movies, uh, songs, and albums. What do you want to start with? Oof. Um, I reckon I've I've got left to right. I've got movies, albums, songs. Okay, I, I think. I think we should start with songs because I feel okay. like that's the weakest category. Okay. All right. So you it's can weird that you can't see my list now because yeah. it's the same thing that I sent you, but I just deleted this bit. Ooh. <laughs> uh, can um, you? You can start off with. If you I like. can start us off uh, with Pepper. Ah, that was yeah. on my list, but didn't make the grade. So, oh. Pepper by the Butthole Surfers. It was um, between that and Popular. I don't want to spoil it, but Popular did not make my list. Ah, you're a fool. Um, well, it just... Uh, this, I I can see myself listening to this more often. 
but not the rest of the album well. because it was quite different. No, I'm not <laughs> listening to any of the other songs on there. Just Pepper. Um, and then we've got for for me, I picked uh, Electrolyte by REM um, because I love that song and that album, New Adventures in High Fire, is quite good as well. But um, we didn't even mention that they had an album out this year. Whoops. This uh, this was missed that one. Uh, another one, like, if I ever make, like, a, a list of, like, songs for, like, a playlist, I'll always have Electrolyte by R.E.M. in there. This isn't the Kenneth album, is it? Frequency? No, no that's was... Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything good on this one? Yeah, Electrolyte. Okay, just that? <laughs> New Test Leather. Okay, so nothing. Okay. Cool. Uh, my number nine is For My Soul. What? Never Came. Ah, yeah. nice. Um, I'm starting off with all the little uh, out-of-the-blue one-hit wonders. <laughs> Those like primo '90s songs that just hit you and like yeah like, I don't know the rest of the band it'd but be interesting because like, I think song. we were talking about those um not like you know like not that they're your favorite songs but they're sort of like the the ultimate '90s tunes like you'll find yeah. them on like a, an alternative playlist or a CD I mean not a CD <laughs> yeah. it's like that's 100% '90s alternative Pepper Novocaine popular yeah um, makes his playground. Uh, Marcy's Playground Marcy's like, Sex and Candy Whatever Show some respect for I Mark. will not <laughs> I absolutely will not Wait until we get there Because that album Is quite good my I'm friend. not sure I'm going to like That song anymore though It's great It's going to be my new popular yes, no, it's, it's Your good. number nine uh, Here in Your Bedroom By Goldfinger Which is like A, a nice little Scar tune um, One that I <laughs> Shamelessly ripped off In my first band <laughs> Um, I'm sure no one knew it's fine. Uh, and, but yeah, I think it was just like uh, um, back in the day, it was it was uh, hard to get your hands on. Like it was like it's, it's like those things now where it's like I can just grab any song I want because I've got Apple. But this one, I, I believe, the best, the closest I got for having it physically was like, I found the the single <laughs> in Big Star oh, from the right. record store, so I just grabbed that. And yeah, but yeah, um, here in your bedroom, Gold Figure is like one of my one of my favorites of that era. I uh, don't remember your... that at all. Um, I'll find I remember the I remember the artwork for Goldfinger. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is just going to be a <laughs> shitty Aussie punk band because that's what the cover makes me it's think not, of. They're not Australia. They're shitty, but they're not Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway there. Uh, I'll, I'll get it for you because you want to listen to this. Do I? What's your number eight? I'm, I'm not going to sully my number eight with your number nine in the background. Oh, it's a big fish. <laughs> you know what? Just redo Scarpunk and just do that again every every year. <laughs> I thought for a second you were gonna take back that that was your song. No, no. <laughs> we heard it back and went. Actually, oh no. no. Um, my number eight is something much better. This is the beginning of good Jimmy. Jimmy Weld, yeah. I have to admit, this, this album was really good. It's clearly not their greatest work. It's the start, but you can hear what they became yeah. in this stuff. And Robot Factory is a really, really good song. It really stands out on that album. But it doesn't stand out so much that the rest of the songs are shit. <laughs> Just stands out enough for you to go, oh, yeah. That's why yeah. it's number eight, huh? Well, there's some good stuff to come. <laughs> uh, my number eight is uh, part shitty self-promotion for our podcast, but uh, we based our theme song on this uh, uh, California Love by Tupac. Oh. 
I do. That's going to be the other one. No. Um, I love the song. Good choice. Um, I've always loved it. Uh, and when the film clip um, would come out, like next, I think it's next year, it was like a based on the Mad Max thing. Like it's it's really really good. So, uh, California Love by Tupac is de- definitely had to be in my top ten. Uh, what was your number seven? I'm going the other way. Okay. Unbreak my heart. <laughs> Jesus, it made I've it in there. I cried so many tears. I don't remember the rest of it, but... Did you actually cry through the song? Uh, I don't remember. Isn't that the line? No. I don't know. I don't know. I probably should know. It's my number <laughs> seven. It's just such a good song. Every yeah. time it comes on, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is good. Fuck yeah. I don't have an emotional attachment to it. No, you which shouldn't is, either. I mean, I could. <laughs> I was I was almost 11 years old here. My heart could have been broken by something. Sonic's lost in the, the finals. This, the sheer amount of snacks you had. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, it wasn't broken, it's just clogged. <laughs> clogged my Who's that guy that used to do um, Sports Tonight and Channel 10 telling me that the Bulls beat the Sonics? And uh, a chubby little 10-year-old went... Ate <laughs> 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 his feelings with six pieces of Cadbury dairy milk. <laughs> That was a divide in our house. We all got six little squares each. It was tough. Mother, this is top deck. I don't like this. <laughs> it's true. I do top not. deck is garbage chocolate. It is. Um, you know what? There's a new one though that took the because we recently um <laughs> we recently realised that we got a um box of favourites chocolates that we were supposed to give to someone, but then like we didn't give it to them for some reason, and now it's like too far past the thing we we're giving it to them for, so we just opened them and ate them. <laughs> That seems fair. Um, and the only things that are left is those garbage caramel chocolates. Uh, yeah, but look, it's chocolate. If you can eat it's it, just not, eat it. It's white and it's white chocolate and caramel, which is that not technically chocolate. You know that um, Audi stuff that I had? Uh, have you tried it once? They're all like individually wrapped. No. Someone brought, brought it into work once and they're like, it's lime and ginger. I don't really like it. Do you want to try it? It's vegan. And I went, yeah, I guess I'll try it. Forgetting that. I was not supposed to be eating chocolate this week because of the drug trial told me not to. Um, what drug and, did you take? Oh, they just don't want you to have certain products. Okay. Um, and I did not like it at all. <laughs> and I still ate the whole thing. Oh, I didn't take some blood tests. Like, do you have some lime and ginger chocolate? <laughs> we told you not to have that. I had to test it. I had Specifically. To know. I had to know if it was good. It's garbage. I know it's garbage, but I had to finish it because it was there in front of me. Just in caramel. That's too. what I do. Um so we're at number seven and we're already distracted. Yeah. Big Dipper by Cracker. Um love this song. Um, what a terrible name. <laughs> what, the not Cracker? No, just I love it when you call me a big dipper. <laughs> That's what I think of. Um uh yeah, I, I love the song. Um I love the uh guitar solo intro and just uh, it's just a really, really nice it's it's the song that made me love fall in love with Cracker and uh David Larry. The lead singer, and yeah, so it is my number seven song for 1996. I'm just doing a quick little edit here because yeah, I'm not happy with that number six. You need to move. Um, my real number six is A Swallowed Bush. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say that yours is the same, but it's, I don't think it's going to happen in the songs. Uh, Bush isn't in it. We have not had... We're not even close to having any similarities. Yeah, um, it's going to be Bush. It's going to be Green Fire. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, Swallowed is 
Uh, it's a great song. I can't, yeah. I can't get over it. I came to it very, very late. I, I was very late to the bush. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these sorts of things weren't overdone and boring to me yet. So I, I haven't overheard. I still think it's a great song. I The end. Can I, with Swallowed, I just don't like the sound of the clean guitar in it. Like when you hear it in the back. I don't know. It's like. It reminds me of Creep by Radiohead. Yeah. It's clean and then suddenly it's not clean. And then it feels like he was like, if he could have, he was like, can this be like Glycerine? I'll just play it by myself. And then the rest of the band's like going, no. (laughs) (laughs) What will we do? You're not having two of them. Um, Yeah, mine is not. There's no bush here at all. (laughs) Uh, Was it number six? We're number six. Pretty Noose by Soundgarden. Now, hang on. In the past, we've had... Uh, rules self-imposed where we won't cross over albums and songs. I still follow that, follow that rule. No, you don't. Don't like the album that much. Wow. I like about three or four songs. Of it. <laughs> Let's move on very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your number five? Um, my number five is really troubled because I kind of want it higher, but I don't know if that's just a Ted Lasso influence on me and the fact that I've become obsessed with Follow You Down by the Jim nice, Blossoms. Nice. Not their best um, song. It's not their best song, but, <laughs> but. Uh, maybe it is. It's my favorite song. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just so good. And again, because I came to them so late and now I have these other facets that make me enjoy it. It's, it's very hard not to play like, because I worked out a couple of their songs and like they sound really good on guitar. Like they're... they're not nothing, nothing against the players, but like Jim Boston's songs and like songs of that genre are very easy to play on guitar, and it makes you sound really good. Yeah, you yeah. can like imitate it quite easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've said it before. Like if I was starting a band, it'd just be like it would be Jim Boston. Yeah, I always used to say to you that my dream band would just be Gomez esque. Yeah, a bit of diversity, but it's simple and it's good. Yeah, I like Jim Boston's, but there's no diversity whatsoever. <laughs> What's rock? Um, no, my, number, my number five is popular by Nada Surf oh. because it needs to be in there. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess. a fundamental '90s song, and it's it, it's it's and it's also good. Um, did it make that podcast of songs that made the '90s define the '90s? Probably didn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, Maybe but it I, hasn't yet. I, 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 I was, I, you know, um, you do have to be in the mood for it more now. Like, is that? Like, but no. I like I like the little sort of spoken word bits in it. Um, does not transfer over very well live. Yeah, I could see that. I uh, if you ch- check it out on YouTube. Mm, but did like parts of it? Oh, yeah, parts of it, all right. Like, like when it kicks in, it was like it's like Blink too. Like they're okay band, but like they're garbage. Mm. Enjoy well, we'll en- enjoy the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gar- far away now. It will be garbage. They play the same set list every night. I've seen garbage. Oh, so her, her dress came undone on, on the stage and she had to lay down and try and do it up. I like stories. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you happy, who's not having Cheryl Crow in their top ten? <laughs> Number four. It makes me um, happy. I, I did, you know, if you, do you ever do that thing with your partner where she unknowingly says a song title? Um, and then you finish off the song title and she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, that's a Sean Crow song. And then she gets angry. <laughs> I can't say that I have. 
but most of the things that come out of my mouth um, in the last three months is just I think you should leave references. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I think she's like, um, she was she's sort of like, yeah, if it makes her happy, and I was like, it can't be that bad. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> and I giggled so much like I am now, and she's like, what are you laughing at? I was like, Christ. I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ. I will. That does remind me quite often, and she knows it happens, um, and she still commonly say. You do it to yourself. <laughs> and I say, and that's what really hurts. And she doesn't even like Radiohead, and she knows that I love Radiohead, but she still sets me up every single time. You, you do. You do. You do it that's to yourself. That's what really hurts. Uh, Bulls on Parade. Oh. Uh, rage Against the Machine. The Machine Rages On. Um, so close to twinning. Ah. Number three. Ah, cool. Yeah. We finally got some. Uh, finally a little got some... bit of crossover. Uh, banger. Um, it is. I do sometimes think. I don't know whether you get this as well. Sometimes when I have Rage Against Machine like a playlist or like I, it comes on and I'm like, am I too old to like this now? <laughs> no, I don't know if young people are liking this. Are they? Are they? I don't know. Like I don't know. Like you know, it's just like, but like you feel like doing the same thing that like doing the same thing as you do when you were younger. But it's like I shouldn't be like jumping around the house. (laughs) No, you definitely shouldn't be doing that. You could hurt yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, My issue with this song these days. So I've been testing out Spotify's AI DJ. Okay, it's super creepy, but I kind of love it. Okay. Um, and this came on once, and I felt like Michael Bolton in office space like i was driving around my windows were down it was hot <laughs> i don't like to use the aircon. and then like i came to traffic lights and i was like i need to turn it down i can't be sat here blasting balls on parade at the appropriate level that it should be played but right still around the family <laughs> yeah it's just, it just doesn't make any sense for me to be enjoying it that much but how can you not i'm just a human oh it's good human being um yeah i'm a human going that was my number three. It's been a while. <laughs> oh my god! Human going. Ah, uh, references. A design for life by Ooh. Breaches, number three. Uh, They're back. It's been yeah. three long years. I look. This song doesn't get uh, tiresome for me at all. Like I, I've listened to it quite a lot since we've um, covered it, and even before that a little bit too. But like, yeah, like it's just. Uh, um, the build-up to the chorus is just, and it's they sound so passionate, and it's just, yeah, it's it's such a good song, and this one does translate over well for uh, live. I don't think I've ever seen the live. I've just seen clips. So, oh, yeah, but yeah, that's my number three. Nice choice. Number two. Um, my number two is it's a little mousy drama mean. And I'm sticking to my rule of the album here because I'm not a big fan of this album. Okay. I do love me some Modest Mouse, but and and this song doesn't stand out ferociously from the rest. It's not like this is a great song and the rest is garbage. But there's a different feeling with this song to the rest. Is, did they play I, it live when you saw them? I think they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was good. I think you would have known, but for sure. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I was quite a while ago. This year, think. wasn't it? Yeah, but wasn't it like May or something? Oh. June? I don't know. Do you know how many shows we go to these days? How many shows I go to? None. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you just watch them on YouTube. This band was what? really good live. Yeah, and I didn't have to like worry about... I saw some fan to... footage. Yeah. 
<laughs> didn't smell like the. Yeah, that's true. The shoes um, are still clean. Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank by the Bare Naked Ladies is my number two because it is an amazing uh, last year for us. Oh, no. Yeah, right. No, you're fine. Yeah. Um, <sighs> shouldn't take long. It's uh, in uh, several of my playlists. Actually, I do, I do want to hear it because I can't remember how this goes. And you must have done it on the episode as well, I'm guessing. Yeah. But it's I, Bare Naked Ladies, Ruby Fish... Boss tones. Shut up. They're all kind of blended. Boss so, tones. Might be giants. Whatever. Same, same. Um, it's a really uh, good song. It's, it's on a... If you're into music, um, it's a capo on the third fret. So. Oh. I do, um, like, I do like some cap action, and uh, it's a, I um I don't think I told the story about what it's about. Um, do you know the um, Canadian singer Anne Murray? Um, yes. Yeah, she yes. had a she had a stalker, and it's all about that. Oh. And um, it's like a really really well. And there's a, there's there's not many clips of it on YouTube of them playing it live, but one of it is, is um, it's like uh, I assume like. Maybe like a hey hey it's sad day thing like here in Australia like it was like but more than that it was like it was like a um, TV show in Canada where they just like showcase bands oh yeah and they play that song on it and um, just the it's the most nineties thing like nineties Canada I think was very similar to Australia in the nineties like they 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 kind of look like they're still back in the eighties a little bit <laughs> um, and Stephen Page like the the lead singer is. He just looks like someone who's walked off of, uh, like, walked on stage, and it's like, is he part of the band? It's like, oh no, he is. But he, he just he did not dress for the event, and it was it's it's great. Um, but yeah, that's one of my that's one of my favorite songs of all time. And is yeah. do you think Canada is like the Adelaide of the Americas, just a little bit behind? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. <laughs> uh, so that was my number two. Uh, you may have noticed I did not comment on your design for life. Ah, this nice. is why. Nice. Uh, one of my favorite things I've come to realize about this is the way he'll sing the title of the song. And he makes, I mean, it's probably not that big a deal. That it, it sounds like there's two choruses sometimes, but there's yeah. not. That pre-chorus could be like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then even like the end of one of the choruses, it feels like its own chorus sometimes. Yeah. He just every now and then... They're not. They're not a one-hit wonder by any means. Like they. No. We talk about them quite a lot. <laughs> we do. Um, and every album that I've listened to of theirs, I don't know their back catalogue like the back of my hand at all. Yeah. But they do all have substance to them. But. And this one had like a little bit of like, uh, like they they had the tragedy of losing. Yeah. The guitarist and um, I suppose like this was their follow-up post that and 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 it was quite memorable uh like probably not just for that reason like it's it's a good song by itself but it's like that album is actually overwhelmingly positive yeah um in light of like stuff they've gone through and i i I really like listening to it there was also a record store release of this i think this year oh really yeah i went and got a design for life it's got a like a radio edit or a remix on it as well nice it's only 25 dollars yeah cash back uh, which leaves my number one. It does, and it kind of it kind of plays into that whole uh, 
I don't share the songs and the albums things, and I didn't mm. pick um, anything off this for the. I didn't pick the, the whole album because, oh. like, the whole album is not my favorite one of hers. Oh, but uh, Shadow Boxer by Fiona Apple uh. um, had to be in there, and I was like, yeah, like I said, like it was. If it was the next album, like it would very easily would have been the entire album, but. This one I like it, um, but but there's like this one's just a stand-up track, and uh, if you listen to the uh, episode um, where this one was featured, I can't remember where it is now. Um, yeah, it's like a bit of a story that goes along with that too. So yeah, uh, Showboxer by Fiona Apple is my number one song for 1996. Wow, we had two. We had we had two. We had two crossovers. Yep. Wow. That's pretty good because last year I'm pretty sure there was like a lot more. Yeah, and wow. I thought this year was going to be was going to be like quite similar. So we'll see how it goes for um for albums. Wow. We're going to get right now. Yeah. All right. So getting on to the albums of 1996, uh, I'll go first. Please do. MTV Unplugged by Alison James. At number. We're starting 10. at 10? Yeah. We're starting at the bottom. We're starting at 10, yeah. So 10 is not the highest and best number. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was like, I was, I was battling with doing a live album. Like, it was uh, Muddy Banks of Wishka was right there with it as well. Um, Punk Rama, like, uh, uh, Various was up there too. But yeah, um, this is really, really uh, powerful to listen to. Um, not that powerful, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on there. Yeah. Uh, We'd, we'd, well, we'd, should we have gone through some of the uh, songs that could have made it or nah fuck it <laughs> I mean I feel like any song on Unplugged could have made it <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah I, I just um, yeah this one's definitely um, Rooster had, had Down in a Hole um, Nutshell Nutshell Brother, was Nutshell was on my song list but then I was like nah I'll put the whole album on that so uh, but yeah MTV plugged, Unplugged Unplugged by Alice James the, the last um Recorded, I think, um, show that with with, with Lane Staley. So, is this yeah. how you feel when I say that I like things that you don't feel I should like? Uh, I think we both do it to each other, <laughs> and you do it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I do. All right, what's your number ten? I feel like I shouldn't have gone so hard on you. Just <laughs> um, Celine, Celine Dion. Are you fucking kidding me? It, Falling Into You has some very good songs on it. There's not a lot of great albums this year. I had Slim Pickens. This, this was know, good. I don't know, because you're about to um, give me 10 trash, title, trash, trash titles, and I'm going to say, like, you had a bunch of stuff you could have picked. No, the, it's pretty solid. Okay. I'm very happy with my choices, and I felt Celine Dion had some really good songs. She's yep. got a very good voice. Um, she's been through a lot. Um, you know, I'm going to... Throw a baguette and give him my number 10. <laughs> they don't throw bones in. Um, <laughs> number nine is just in poutine. Um, some number, a box of hair by Cub. Um, I really liked discovering this band. Uh, Nico Case's first band. Um, I, Did yeah. you discover them before or after they played here? No, no. I, I this, is, this is the first time I'd ever heard of them. And then oh. like, I started listening to their back catalogue. And... Did they play here recently? Am I think, I'm thinking no, no. of Pup. You're thinking of Pup. Close. Um, I like Pup too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cup was um, a really good 
discovery and they they only got three albums um but like they're they're well worth listening to if you get a chance so yeah uh box of hair by cub is my number nine it's better than allison chains unplugged wow uh you know it's not better than allison chains unplugged what's that turn the radio off <laughs> i can't believe you're still doing that <laughs> i kind of thought that you were doing it just to please me <laughs> no in, i in, in the episode Ruby Fish. Yeah. No, I love this album. Okay. Um, I think in the episode I mentioned that I had this in high school and I always felt like it was the greatest hits because <laughs> they were all so easy and catchy and I knew the words to so many of them that I felt like Yeah. I I knew them. Yeah, when I when I first I listened, feel like I knew them. That's, yeah, that's a great. few years ago, like I turned I I, I just chucked them on because I I had one of those songs in my head and I like I I put a, like a just you know a playlist on. I'm like, I know the lyrics to all these songs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my number eight is The Grey Race by Bad Religion, which had to have some sort of representation because uh, I mean, I like a lot of punk in a lot of this. And there wasn't, it wasn't a, it was a fairly decent year for punk, but like not a huge one. Um, but this one is one of my favorites. Uh, I remember listening, hearing this through the, the wall that separated me and my brother's room from his room quite a lot. Uh, and yeah, it's just one of the best um, that they've ever released. So it had to be on my number, it had to be on my top ten. So this yeah. is this is very intriguing because there's some it's, this list is just baffling to me. <laughs> I don't know you anymore. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this I was quite shocked uh, how many good songs were on this album. I thought the first album was just want to be maybe another song, but. Um, to become one is on here. Mama's on here. <laughs> this is this is a really good album. This is this is not just uh, some pop group that got thrown together and had a radio hit. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean it is, but it's so much more. <laughs> um, oh, good on you. Thank you. <laughs> Can't wait till Spice World comes out and watch that. Oh yeah. Uh, mine is the Eels' "Beautiful Freak" because. I I was going rags to rags was on my song list, but I there was just too many more songs on this album like that I love and I listened to it a bit uh, since we covered it and it's it's stayed on. Um, my kids really like it, and I think because one of the songs is yeah. in Shrek. But oh. yeah. <laughs> Shrek seems to get kids. I don't get. There's Shrek. an overrepresentation of Shrek. Oh yeah. I don't know what's what's going on. But I don't like, know. It's, it's, it's trying to take over from B movie, and I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, my number seven is "Beautiful Freak" by the Eels. My seven is "The Score" by the Fugees, because <laughs> it's look. I liked it, yeah. but there wasn't. I'm not going to listen to it from start to finish and go, man, that entire thing was great. But okay. there's enough on there that I like, and I need to. I need to have some acknowledgement that it's it, it is really good. I'm not saying it's a bad album, yeah, but I, know. I mean it's better than Spice. <laughs> Got better hits than Spice. I'll give it that. <laughs> but I also didn't give it enough at the time. I don't think. Yeah. No. It's. I mean, I didn't realize that um, "Killing Me Softly" was on number one for so long in Australia. Like, it was one of the mainstays before um, the evil Macarena took over. So, Uh, my number six is Pinkerton by Weezer. Ooh. Uh, So, look, 
big Weezer fans love this album. Um, sometimes even more than the first one. I love how it's like a bit rough around the edges. Um, it's very loud. Uh, and <laughs> despite the weird lyrics in El Scorcho. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like, I, I really dig it. So, um, yeah, Pinkerton had to be on there. Um, you know, Tart of Sex, um, Good Life, uh, just heaps to choose from this album and yeah I think as I said like the, the tone of it is like it a lot less polished than the Blue Album and I like that so yeah. I was listening to something recently and they talked about that how um the the difference between their first album and Pinkerton yeah of like doing what you want versus oh it was the Conan Nirvana Episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're talking about like the first album and you know what you want to do, what you think you do, what the record company wants you to do, and the second album and like the influence from both yeah. again. And this is definitely there in Euro. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. they'd called it. Yeah, um, which I'd find hard to see because they're such different bands. But I get, I get oh, the I idea mean, behind it. Yeah, like there's the, like some of the like some of it sounds out of time. Like it's 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 very sloppy in some places, but it's 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 still a really decent album. So. Beyond decent, you could say. Beyond. Top five, even. <laughs> um, what is your number six? My then? number six is Mosley Shoals by Ocean Colour Scene. <laughs> and you have to play it because no one else is going to know it. It's, it's just too innocently Beatlesy to not like. Yeah, but not not on the nose like a jet. No. I mean, this is a little bit... <laughs> I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't know if it's the the English in me from my high school years where <laughs> I just got drawn into certain sort of Brit pops because some of it I hated. If it was popular Brit pop that all my so called friends liked, then I naturally hated it. Yeah. But no one was super into Ocean Colour Scene. It was kind of more the indie quiet kids that actually liked music. Yeah. And not just what was on the radio. It's like, you know, you can like Oasis, but I'm going to like the... You like Oasis because every station is playing them. They're on TV all the time. But Ocean Colour Scene, they're, opening, like for the, a, uh, they're opening for Oasis. Let's think of an American um, comparison. Maybe liking stuff like... Uh, uh, no, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Um, also, lyrically, you've been lining your pockets for no other reason... Than to buy up the things that I gave without reasonable pay. That's good. It's good. Yeah, it is. I it's like good it. Stuff. Yeah, good kids. Yeah. Um, almost as good as. Your number five. I feel like I should know what this is. I think. This is uh, Have You Seen Me Lately by the Cannon Crows of their album Recovering Satellites, uh, which is number five. This one I hadn't listened, like when I was in my um, big Cannon Crows getting into them, um, I, I didn't listen to this album as much as... Um, my, my favourite is This Desert Life, which is uh, coming up in 98, 99. Um, 
but yeah, uh, this one's got so many good um, songs on it, and it's a little bit rockier, a little bit sort of um, again, like for a second album, it's a bit more rough around the edges, a bit more Black Crows ish. Let's not let's not do that. <laughs> um, but you also got some like really decent um, uh, ballads on there, like Along December or like Mercury or um, Mills Angels. So, and uh, one of our, uh, our, our old guest Leroy. Um, messaged me after we covered it and on, on I think it was in November or uh, September or October um, he said this is one of my favourite songs favourite albums of all time you know it's 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 kind of a touchstone for him too so um, yeah really really decent album um, give it a go if you've never heard it or uh, might have forgotten about it in the County Crows verse maybe I should <laughs> no, like they come up so often and I tease you so much about them that I should really give it a, a lot of go. Pe- look a lot of people just Discount them because of Mr. Jones. And I get that. I get that, okay? I don't think they should be discounted. It's a good song. Yeah, but like, um, look look past the um, the dreadlocks. I can <laughs> try, but stuff. they're quite big. He hasn't got them anymore. Yeah, but shaved you know, them off. If, you look, if you look back at... He shaved them off. <laughs> he had fake ones for quite some time. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I guess to cover up that massive bald spot from where he's ruined his head. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is my number five. What is your number five? Uh, I'm weighing up between... Mm, nah, no, Odelay. you can't... Odelay, uh, Odelay. Okay. Okay, I, I was going to do a little flip, but no, I'm not. That would be silly. Odelay, by Beck. Nice. Um, Again, we're... This is probably the last album on my list where start to finish i'm probably skipping some there's some really really good songs there's some that are okay and then there's some that are like oh, i don't care for this <laughs> this could have been a long ep but um <laughs> we all we all know about your uh, frog stump <laughs> oh by the way i i uh, acquired the book today by frog stump has a book no the uh, about from ben gillies and oh yeah. You stole a book? No, I got it. Oh, I thought you said you acquired it. Yeah, well, I acquired it. Uh, that means steal, doesn't Three it? Three means. <laughs> um, yeah, o- Olay, uh, I think it's just Beck as as, <laughs> as an artist. I, he just seems so good at so many things. He is. That I, 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 I don't like, him. I mean, a lot of people like subtle Beck, but I kind of like... This one that one they brought out a couple of years ago. Um, it's called Colors. Cool. Colors. It's, yeah. Colors is amazing. Yeah, it's fucking. Is that the one that won all the awards and everyone was mad that Beyonce didn't win the award? No, it's the other way around. No, he he won some awards, but yeah. Um, when I was working in Sanity and I wasn't supposed to be playing anything, but but except the music they wanted was I, I played that quite a lot. <laughs> it was the only, one of the only CDs in that entire shop that like I could listen to. Surely there was so many best ofs. Now forty eight and now fifty nine and <laughs> that one with how bizarre. Uh, cake, fashion nugget is my number four. Go in the distance, Frank Sinatra. Please, please, please. Hmm. Uh, look, I know that they're not everyone's cup of tea. I know that you're not your cup of tea. Like some people mm-hmm. have a problem with the vocals, or whatever. Um, they're still very super talented and this yeah. album's great. Brass. You can't knock some brass. Yeah. I um, And look, a lot of people go like, the distance is great. Yeah, it's great. And like, so was their, um, their I Will Survive cover is, is, is it slaps big time. 
Um, but every every song on this album, I, I've got I've no problem with, and it's 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 fun to listen to. The bass is amazing on it, and yeah, I I, I rediscovered them a few years ago, and I'm so glad I did because like yeah, they got a lot of lot, lot of good to give in their um, discography. I think I was probably quite harsh on them in the episode because I do get very quickly tired of his voice, but in small doses, um, they are very good. I, I do like enjoy it. Them. I like a good talk sing. Uh, Hold steady. <laughs> I like the very occasional talk sing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like popular by not a surf. <laughs> yeah. I like a one off. Sounds pepper. One off that sounds nothing like your other songs talk sing. Yeah. Um, I also really like Pinkerton. Ooh, number three. Yeah. Number four for um, me. Four, four, sorry. Um, this is now the territory where this is kind of start to finish, just absolute gold. Yeah. Um, everything about this. Not everything, because why? Why do you have to say the Japanese girls? <laughs> Half Japanese girls. Uh, um, everything else about the album is just—I know they probably do have a lot of kudos that they deserve, but I think because I wasn't so aware of them so early on, part of yep. me was like, "Do they get the credit that they should get?" Because these guys are fucking excellent at what yeah, they did. Yeah, but then they kind of—they've kind of. <laughs> They kind of sullied their <laughs> reputation with their different, their teal albums and their red albums and stuff. Like, I don't know. There's you, some, just because you've written a song doesn't mean you have to release it, is what I'm saying to Rivers. Uh, I know there was, uh, was it Beverly Hills? Yeah. They did get tears gimme, gimme. a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was dear friends with someone who was dating one of their roadies and apparently it was, it was a joke amongst everyone because they took backing singers on tour. They took two backing singers on tour just to do that little bit. But then they've kind of like, they come, come back and said like, oh, we don't understand that. That was actually supposed to be like a song about how much we hate Beverly Hills. But like, you filmed it in the Playboy Mansion. Like, that was, you know, like, like I know Shrinking Violet. Like, I, whatever. But, <laughs> I remember when I saw the, the clip for that, I was like, come on guys. Like, that's a bit trashy. Like, um, And they've always had that, they've got a, a weird mashup of like, their, their melodies, their tones, the everything about their music doesn't always blend together in the same box. Yeah. Like lyrically, it might be quite dark, but it's upbeat. Yeah. Or it might be downbeat, but the lyrics are up. Like it's... Yeah. They yeah, can, I don't know. They can like be I, quite strange. I feel like they, they're kind of... Like, and they do tour a lot with them. Like I feel like they're, they're a Foo Fighters situation of like, it's just rivers calling all the shots and it's like, you know, well, if you want to earn money and, you know, benefit from being a Weezer, then come along for the ride or, you know, Fair. you'll be replaceable. Um, speaking of, I just want to publicly announce, uh, again, my frustration is that when they toured together, they called it the Fooza Tour and not the Wii Fighter Tour. <laughs> which is completely ridiculous. <laughs> Wii Fighter is so much better than Fooza. Fooza sounds stupid. You're idiots. Um, my number three is Odelay by Beck. Oh, so, I wasn't um, sure if you were going to have it. Because every song there is a banger and you're... Every song? Yeah, I love that song. I love that album. Every song? Yeah, I love it. Okay. Um, I did not know that. <laughs> uh, it's. I remember um, the, he was one of the ones that I really liked. And I'm really tempted to get you to name every single song <laughs> there to prove that you like them all. <laughs> you got like Jackass and... Name uh, three songs. What? Name three. <laughs> Dill's haircut, uh, where it's at, Jackass. Damn it. <laughs> Jesus. 
gatekeeping piece of shit over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your number two? My number, number three, th- sorry. Uh, my number three uh, is start to finish bangers because it is Alice in Chains Unplugged. Nice. And there's there's not a fault. Seems on that like album. a ten. It's <laughs> just uh, I just don't understand how is it how is it a ten? Every single song. Oh yeah, I hate my number two. <laughs> every single song on here is like you know when you skip a song because like no, nah, I don't ever want to hear. It. Like yeah. I skip things on songs on this because I want to get to the next one. <laughs> Not I because to, I don't I want to, to hear the I current one. Skip, I tend to skip the singles on most 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 albums. It's like those are the ones it's like oh, well, yeah, you've already heard them all. Yeah, except but, um, um, dissident because that song is boring ass. Speaking of, mine up too. No, it's not. Here's no code by Felgen. Why would it, Why would it be that? <laughs> because it's number two by Felgen. It's number two. But second comes right after first. <laughs> uh, look, I, look, we did an entire album special on this one. It's not my favorite. Uh, um, uh, album of theirs um there is some uh inconsistencies on it um but it's uh, overall great You're talking about your list <laughs> uh my list was perfect and how hell is not an incel song you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened back to that episode recently <laughs> and i said to laura i felt so much shame afterwards and because like even through all of this episode and every time we break things down, you're so insightful and like articulate about the things you like. And then Paul Wright, you horrible man, um, just tore the song apart and then you went, ah, I just like it. <laughs> I just like just, it. Just, I think it's neat. Because I, 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 I don't, I don't know. And how now you it's can... at number two. Well, the thing is like, I can't, I, I don't know how, how hell can, uh, not be at number one. I think I was like, I think I, I was I, the worst. The thing, I, the line I regret the most is that I didn't actually, I don't actually sort of really think about the lyrics when I'm listening to it. I was like, I probably should. No, but those are sometimes the best songs where you don't need yeah. any more connection to it. It's um, just that good. Yeah, that was like that. That really threw me for a six. Like of of, of what he read into that. But yeah, that's that's the awesome thing about songs. You can read into it and be wrong about it in your own time. So. <laughs> It is good. It's, you know, I, I think I've just had it a bit overdone and it really offends me because it's too loud. I'm, <laughs> I'm not ready for it. I wasn't yeah. ready for it being number two. I was just... well, you, yeah, so that's, you know what? Number two on the album, How How is number two on my list. <laughs> What's your number two? Down on the Upside, ah, the second yeah, greatest album of the year. Um, again, I uh, can't fault it. I okay. do like that it's, all, it's always felt like a two-part album to me. Yeah, um, I feel like it's very, very long, and I think, oh, this is the last song. Oh no, wait, this is the last song. <laughs> um, but I'm never upset by the fact that it keeps on going. Yeah, but it does feel like it's just kind of. I could see it being on vinyl and there being two separate sides to this. It does feel very split down the middle. It's got the good side of the best. <laughs> no, it's called the upside and the downside. <laughs> um, it's a, it's very weird. Like it's like um. It's like that thing of, uh, um, uh, I think for me, I got real sick of, uh, when I, I equate a lot of stuff to watching V, which is like our like music video television sort of thing. Oh, and, music video television. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good name for it. I saw that's Rage. Rage was like, uh, had a thing on there. Insta the other day and they said it's like the music video awards and like well if Rage is gonna say it 
just calling it what it is. But I got real sick of um, uh, not not um, block the outside world. That wasn't too bad, but um, burden in my hand. Yeah, don't you dare. Oh, I just because the film clip for that is very very nineties. It's him walking through the desert in like a black. Like in a white singlet with a black shirt on Look, top. And it's I like... don't remember the music video, but I'm going to defend it because it's a great song. <laughs> and it's a great album. I just and like, I found like Chris... that, that it was very much. Um, and I, it's really weird because like they say that it's um, more, more sort of be- a, a sound album than, than Super Unknown. Um, but I, yeah. I always felt like Down the Outside was the Chris Cornell show. I felt like it was like a, a solo album with like just a, a, like a backing band that happened to be sound. I album. think it sounds like one, but I think it was pretty collaborative. That's yeah. what tore them all apart <laughs> by all having an input into the band. Ah, they should have done that. <laughs> yeah. um, so number one, what is your mysterious number one? You maniac. What do you think it's going to be? I don't know. Um, Celine Dion. What have you not had yet? Um, it's, it's not, I mean, it can't be any of the, the song ones. I'm, and uh, I'm gen- I'm baffled currently. Is it Jim Blossoms? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been saving this up. <laughs> oh, the Jim Blossoms. I mean, I know there's there's a, I feel like there's a couple that it could have been, but I hope that. It... Oh yeah. I forgot you didn't have this yet. Mm. Even though there's only three good songs. Now, when this came out, I loved it. Um, is that a sex song, by the way? Did we already cover that? I think most of the stuff is That's the Fugees. That's Ready or Not um, from the album The Score, which is my number one for 1996. When I listened to this, when it first came up on um, February... Um, uh, on a February episode, I just fell in love with the entire thing. I think it's a brilliant album. It's, it's one of those ones I, I wish I had bought... I listened to it at the time, but I was very much in my punk phase by then. Um, so it's just like, um, I don't know. Like, I, like I, I feel like it's, it's one that I, I continually listen to. I like little skits in between. You'll hear like a lot more of that on the miseducation of Lauren Hill that comes out in 1998. Um, love Lauren Hill. Uh, it's just... I feel like you're a bit starved for hip-hop this year as well. I was, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's getting more into that gangster stuff, which I'm not as into as what I was with, like... The, the so we had a Red stuff. Man this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a Tribe Called Quest as well, and we had um, De La Soul. Uh, but this is just, like... Yeah, I think I mean, I mean, think Lauren Hill makes it. Like, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Does. And, like, um, the, the, the fact that, like, you know, I can listen to this album and then... Um, Killing Me Softly was such a huge hit and I, I don't skip it because I, I, I love it. I yeah. love, love that song. So yeah, number one is the score by the Fugees. I probably need to say nothing about my number one because <laughs> we did an entire episode on it and it was clearly the greatest album of the year. Um, and it's possibly going to be in the top 10 for albums of the decade. I don't okay. care who you are. No Code by Pearl Jam will <laughs> always be my number one of 1996. You're a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll go on to our uh, top 10 films to finish it all off Number 10 
right, so to, to round out our 1996 year, we, we're doing the top 10 movies. Now, it was right from the start we said that not, it wasn't going to be a bad year. It was just it was just a very odd year. Like Across the board, 1996 was very odd. Yeah, the genres were... I don't feel like there was any like overruling this is what 1996 is. No, no. It was very... It was like an anomaly because like 1995 had a lot of big stuff and big albums and big movies and stuff like that. 96 had that as well, but like they, <laughs> there was very few... Like if you look at our star ratings, I, I believe it was like mostly in like there'd be like a four or three and a half, but then it'd be going down to like ones and twos. Yeah. Like there's not any sort of middling two and a half threes there. I think, I'm guessing studios were looking for like the next big thing. We had well, like big yeah. dinosaur movies, we had big action films, but nothing. And we, we saw a lot of that sort of stuff of like, oh, this was probably most most likely supposed to be like the new this or the new that sort of thing. Like, um, like a razor should have been a big blockbuster. It's Arnie, it's weird weapons. Yeah. Um, they were trying to ride coattails, so you had like um, from Tommy Boy, you had Black Sheep, and this just didn't work. Um, uh, Jim Carrey would like try and break out of his, you know, that Ace Ventura mold and 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 um, try something new, which kicks off mine because my number ten is Cable Guy. Ah, oh. oh, there we go. I, <laughs> I think this movie, I think, like more than anything, like I I like the fact, and like I don't. I, Maybe not fair to like judge a movie on its its time and place in like a person's career, but I do like the fact that he's like, look, I could do any movie and do the rubbery face Ace Ventura thing, or I can do like a lispy, like psychotic cable guy that's like stalking this dude. Well, you have to break it up at some point because if he does that same rubbery face thing all the time, people yeah. are just going to get tired of it. But then after this, we'll have like three or four movies where he goes back to it because this wasn't well received. Yeah. And then we'll get the Majestic, which is amazing. Yeah, because then people are like, I don't like this other Jim Carrey. Go back to doing the funny stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, The Cable Guy, uh, just, you know, the path of penis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Borricks, yeah. Matthew Perry, <laughs> I think I said it in the episode, just the way he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Matthew, yeah, Matthew Broderick's really good in it he's great in yeah. a lot of stuff um, I saw him recently in No Hard Feelings and he's he's just great in, in and doesn't get a lot like he's he's just like a uh, like a storied actor that, that will just give 100%, 100% when he when he gets on there so and I had him wrong about the uh, the incident in Ireland and I, I regret the, the horrible things I said about Paul Matthew yeah I mean I don't know the full story but it's probably not no I mean you know at least we're not Dwelling on an entire episode, um, looking into it and being, um, <laughs> yeah, and being not nice about him. That's for another podcast. Yeah. Um, what is your number ten? I have a slash between two titles because mm. I'm not currently committed, okay. but I think I'm gonna give it to Kingpin. <laughs> Yes, I'm deleting the other title, and I'm not going to say it because that's cheating. No, what was it? Yeah, I'm not going to say that D3 was almost my number ten because <laughs> it's not. It's not fair. Then I've basically got a top eleven. Um, Kingpin, even though I did not laugh at every single moment that I used to, I think because I already knew it was coming so much, and I know this film inside out. Yeah, I still did actually laugh when Woody Harrelson's eating his porridge. He's like, <laughs> "Is it income?" Supplemental. Half half an hour too long. But yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. But what do you take out? Yeah, um, and look, 
I'm glad it wasn't D3 because like, yeah. Yeah, because Charlie's a little dickhead, so I yeah. can't really, I can't promote that. They made D4, but in D4, things get weird between Charlie and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've always loved I don't want to go to college because I want to sleep in the same place. <laughs> Um, him like having a job and then coming home. <laughs> they've got one of those like fold away beds that come out of the wall. Murphy bed. Yeah, Murphy bed. <laughs> and he doesn't play hockey anymore because he can't afford it. There's a sitcom we all needed. Um, Kingpin, I... on the other hand, is, is about bowling. Um, and Randy Quaid. Bowling. Yeah, Randy Quaid went before he was crazy. And Vanessa Angel. Yeah. And her nipples. Um, and Seabass is in it. Seabass is in it, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just, yes. it's classic. The lady from Insidious, um, <laughs> ridiculous jokes. Is she Insidious? Yeah, it's the old lady from Insidious. Uh, she's, um, New Line Cinema's Robert Shales, like the guy who basically made like Nightmare on Elm Street, a lot of stuff, and that's his wife. Ah. She's in like a lot of uh, horror movies. She's, she's in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, she's been old and in horror for a long time. She's in a really good movie called Dead End. If you ever see a movie called Dead End, I think it's from like 2000, 2001. Um, very, very good. Uh, so, Mission Impossible is my number nine. I was thinking of an action one. It could have been a razor. It could have been an executive decision, but it was not. I couldn't have put an executive decision because even though he dies in it, I can't put a Steven Seagal movie <laughs> in my top ten. Ever. Ever. Smart. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think it's... Um, look, I, I was already to, to hate this. And look, I, I think know. your bar being solo really helped your love of it. Though. But also, like, I, I don't have a problem with like tom cruise the actor like i think no that's the problem so though isn't good. it that's kind of the problem that he's so good but he's such a freak <laughs> and his run his, he runs with his whole body yeah he, <laughs> he looks like he could have been a sprinter he, looks he like does it him. once in jerry Maguire when he runs onto the field at the end yeah um and i'm like i, was, I, I put it out of the mouth like oh i did his run <laughs> do you think when they signed him up he's like i want to sprint i want to sprint well, well, geez, Tom, we don't really have much course for you. I want to sprint. You just sit kind of, you sit in an office and you just have a well, phone. You talk to a little ki- kid. I yeah. want to sprint. Tom gets what Tom wants. Yeah. Fucking Zeus Claus. Speaking of enunciating children, <laughs> my number nine is Matilda. Ah. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Um, I I did watch it as a child, I think, but there's just something really, really sweet about this girl that I teased about the way she spoke for so long. It's such a good film, though. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and Danny DeVito, I still don't understand why he narrates it, but he's the dad. I looked into that, and there's no discernible answer. Like, I, even, I even went to Reddit on that shit. Well, if Reddit doesn't know, then no one knows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, really, I could see myself watching this again. Yeah. At some point. It's just my really um nice. my, my son's like um I routinely sort of like what past I'm like, you watch Matilda again? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, why not? Um my number eight is and look, this could be a recency bias thing. This could be like a bias oh. of like what I'm into currently at the moment, but mm. I generally enjoyed watching Star Trek first contact. <laughs> God, I forgot all about this. <laughs> and this, it is like one of the best of the movies, I, I believe. Um, obviously got the Next Generation um, crew in there. Picard's um, uh, amazing in it. Oh, yeah. Directed by Jonathan Frakes. Oh. Who plays... Um... It's the tallest man you've ever seen. 
Have you ever been to a flea market? Oh, man, we're not there yet, but we're soon. Uh, oh. That clip came out for this morning. I, it never gets old. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, just, I, I think... I'm in a big, I'm in a big Star Trek void at the moment. I'm watching, I'm oh, watching yeah. all of Next Generation, and I'm starting to branch out into the new. I'm about to start the new, uh, well, not the new now, but like the the Picard series too. So, yeah, uh, look, love it, and um, it's a decent movie. So everyone should watch it. And it's got the guy from Babe in it. Which <laughs> one? Farmer. Uh, James Cromwell. Cromwell. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Who will be coming up next year? In one of my favorite movies. Oh, Babe. <laughs> we already did Babe. <laughs> babe too. <laughs> no, it's a, a movie about old time America that's got two Australians on it. Ah, Babe too. Pink <laughs> City. My number eight is about the weight of human heads. Ah, nice. It's our favorite slimy agent, Jerry's Maguire. Yes. Apart from the ending, great movie. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was gonna have this a little bit higher because. It's another one of those films that is just so good in so many ways and you love so much about it. Yeah. And then you remember that it suddenly ends, which for what we've said about other films could be a compliment. Yeah. Because sometimes they go too long and there's too many endings. Whereas this is just, oh, they're off for the uh, credits now. Yeah. I think... Um, I don't know how I would have wanted it to end, but... It does seem like they just ran out of steam. Um, that last 20 minutes is like very weirdly paced I feel like they cut a bunch out but is this also maybe just Cameron Crowe's reality side of like sometimes this is just this is life yeah. this is this yeah. is what happens you just walk off on a little hillside <laughs> I don't know they all died yeah um, but it's again the cruise of it all you might want to hate it but man it's good no, it's, it's a good movie. It's a like good soundtrack. And um, Joe O'Connell plays Something in the Way by Noah Barman. Right? So. Yeah. And Ray's a little star. Yeah. I like Ray. Kid. Oh. Uh, my number seven is The Long Kiss Goodnight, which I loved when I watched ah, it. So, man, I should have watched it. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's one of the best written movies for a while. It's um, obviously got uh, Shane Black uh, wrote it. And Who's that? He wrote uh, Lethal Weapon... Ah, um, nice. Long, uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Ah, love that movie. Yeah. Um, so I think um, Samuel Jackson's uh, outfits and this is amazing. It's got like a <laughs> lot of uh, like you'll <laughs> you'll like I did uh, this time. I watched it by myself, so I was, I was doing it to no one. I'm like, ah, him, ah, him. <laughs> and then from the other room, my my wife's just like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, she loves when you do that. It's like no one cares. Um, no, it's it's, but it's it's a fun. It's it's generally exciting for two hours, which is hard to do, um, uh, especially back in the nineties when like <laughs> a lot of run times are too long. Yeah, like uh, like we saw Jeremy Maguire. So, um, but it was it was the same week as Ghost in the Darkness, which was on the list, but um, you know even um, ferocious bloody lions. Uh, like, <laughs> that was good timing. I hope people can hear my cats just fighting. But <laughs> not about kill your ancestors, buddies. Um, yeah. Wait. So, are you saying that you were weighing up Long Kiss Goodnight and Ghost in the Darkness? Ghost, Ghost in the Darkness. Ghost in the Darkness. I, I know the title. It was my childhood favorite. Um, lady gets lady gets eaten by a, <laughs> the, by a lion in the dream. <laughs> I, I still laugh when she. 
<laughs> it's so it's so full on, but it's just it's just it, the way they shoot it is very funny. It's a great film. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you saying that was in? Ghost in the Dark was in the running for it, but he didn't get in. Yeah. What is your number seven? That thing you do. Yeah. Is, um, is, it, is it your number six? No. Oh, okay. It's right. in there somewhere. Okay, good. Um, again, just wholesome gloriousness. I, th- I feel like I could have and should have had it higher, but recency bias and, you This know. one did bounce around. Like, it was up there near the top that went down again, and it's like... It's Part of me feels a bit dirty having it so high. I feel like it's somewhat <laughs> wrong. I feel like someone would be like a pretty heavy R-roll from some people about it. Cause yeah, like it's, it's like having Jerry Maguire, like... In the top five, I'd be like, I don't, I feel like this is inappropriate for me to like it this much. I also think that people do that, probably haven't watched it recently and don't know how awesome it is. Yeah, it is great. Yeah, yeah, it has its its problems, of course, but. Spartacus. Yeah. Uh, It's just, I just grinned, I think, for the first hour of it. I was just so happy watching it that I'm now wondering, why did I put it at seven? Um, but you know, it's not like there's crying in baseball, so I'm okay with it being at seven. Okay, yeah, I can handle this. It's fine. My number six is Matilda. Oh, so, yeah. I didn't think you were going to have it at all. No, it was um it, when we were, when we were we were still toying the idea of having top fives um uh, even as early as today, or late, as late <laughs> as today, and it was not in my top five. But I was like, and it really sort of bummed me out because I was like, it does deserve to be on a list somewhere and. Yeah. When, we, when we extend it to 10, I'm like, that's definitely going in number six because what a great night watching it with my kids. And just, you know, it's just fun and funny and it's just... It moves along really easily. It's great, yeah. It never yeah. feels long or boring. Nah. Yeah. Genuinely funny movie and just, um, yeah, just a really good ad- adaption. Um, and I like, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So if you haven't watched Matilda or haven't watched it in a while, do yourself... Give, pull yourself a... A glass of milk. A glass of <laughs> happiness and watch Matilda. Um, uh, what's the, it's, it's getting to uh, 10 to 11 and now I'm very tired. This is late. I don't even know if you can stay up this late. Uh, what is your number five? Uh, Fly Away Home was very close to being number six. But <laughs> I don't know how you have a film that's in the running for the same spot and then doesn't make the list at because, all. Okay, it's just the way I do stuff. Okay? Uh, it doesn't make sense. This is why your album list was so fucked up. Okay. Um, my number six is going to be the opposite end of the spectrum to Matilda. Train spotting. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I know. It's dirty. Um in so many ways. But it's it's really, really good. I know there's a couple scenes that can be a bit full on. Um but I feel like the age of the film helps nowadays. You look back and it's like, well, these things are clearly fake or it's not as disgusting as things you've seen in I just I just hostel or always... something. <laughs> I've just always struggled for the point of it. Well, it's the point of any film. To entertain me. <laughs> and this did not entertain me. Um, Except for the poop of the sheet. I think, yeah, I agree with the fact that this was kind of a current issue. I think it's one thing. Like, I hated kids. Remember how much yeah. I hated kids? That film should not exist. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're making a historic film about something 100 years ago and you're showing how fucked up it was, yeah, I get it. But if you're like, hey, this stuff's currently going on across the street. This is a yeah, version of that, it that yeah. you can watch. Like, yeah, Maybe that's not 
an ideal thing to be doing. I still feel like it somewhat glamorizes it in a way. It does because it's, you know, it's a film. Yeah. Nothing is glamorous. It's all disgusting. But yeah, if you put it in a big Hollywood film, then yeah, even a budget Scottish film that becomes a Hollywood film. Yeah. I mean, I look, and I, it's been a while since I've watched the entire thing. So like maybe I'm... It's got a little baby Ewan in it, you know? Who's going to turn away a little baby Ewan? And everyone's just really, really good in it. Like, Ewan's great. The Spud, whatever his name is. <laughs> Begby. You know yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good cast. There's that shit scene. Everyone loves that. It's got oh, his, funny moments. His, his job interview too is like, I like recreational activities. <laughs> 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 he's like just um, bouncing around the room. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, uh, that whole scene, well, I'm sure there's there's a few of them, but when Ewan's in his room and his parents are trying to help him get over it, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good film. Another good film is... Uh, and this one, um, I just... I'd always wanted to uh, watch it because I'd seen it in the VS Store quite a lot and when I was working there. Um, and it was always in the drama section. Should have been the action section because Set It Off is a Ooh. awesome heist movie it's um and like i always had it's like it's a heist movie but it's girls but like um really good film it's got uh queen latifah um jada pinker and um just like a really well crafted action movie it doesn't let up for a couple hours and uh yeah i like it's just it's just fun um, and the thing I like, uh, like you've got um, Doctor Cox from Scrubs as the cop investigating them all, which he's in a lot of like I think he's in three movies this year. I I, I a little bit part never here and there, he pops up. I never ceased. It never ceased to amaze me. Um, these little patches that we've seen in the nineties of like just one actor being in so many films in one hit, and I'm like, I suppose that happens. Richard Sheaf. Yeah. Popped up a lot this Dan year. Dan Hedaya. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like... Gotta pay them bills. Yeah. Like it, I, I love the fact that he, like, you know, he's just... Because um, I, I had never seen him before. You get a female heist film and you're excited about Dr. Cox. Well, no. <laughs> but I'd never seen him before Scrubs. Like I just, you know, it's like one of those things like, oh, he just didn't exist before Scrubs. Like and he very much didn't. He was very good. But like, yeah. Um, Queen of the Teeth in this film takes... She steals the show, which is great. Um, so set it off. If you've never seen set it off, I cannot recommend it enough. It's it's. Did it's you good have time. to buy it, or was it streaming somewhere? I rented it. Yeah. Ah, I see. Well, maybe after this part, it will uh, get on a streaming service. But if I saw like a, if I saw it around physical media, like on a DVD, I'd I'd grab it in a second. So. Yeah, you'll do that for anything. Mm. Uh, my number five. I I'm feeling very conflicted about my some of my choices here. This is a bit wild. Yeah. Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Pretty much a nostalgia pick. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's still good. Like, Jackie Chan is amazing in this. Like, the choreography of their fights are insane. Hey, Denzel Washington was, was, was amazing in Preacher's Wife, but it ain't on my list. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's, there's other bits. Um, that's the bad dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, there's the guy that... Um, yeah, doesn't he have like? Yeah, it's bad dubbing because like, is, is is it dubbed in English all the way through or? Yeah, yeah. Um, it starts out. I mentioned this on the episode when we when we covered it. 
he meets his uncle and I think they're talking in Cantonese yeah. or Mandarin at the start. And he's like, oh, have you learned English? He's like, yes. Like, well, let's speak English from now on. Because <laughs> that's a conversation that would happen. Yeah. And then it's just badly dubbed from there on. Yeah. Um, which is all part of the charm. But it's just one of those movies I grew up just thinking was incredible. And Jackie Chan was like a yeah, a god. He was like, we didn't have Bruce Lee growing up. It's, he was a fun version of Bruce Lee. Yeah. He's a fun Bruce Lee. Yeah. He's also Splinter. Is he? Yeah. And then you turtles oh, and they do right. a couple of um montages where they watch jackie chan films and it's like him watching himself it's and then he good. this then he throws Don't. away his child um <laughs> my number four is that thing you do Ooh. and that was definitely a good day good movie like me and my wife watched it on a, on a very chill thursday morning or something like that and it was just like oh, this is just great. every day you watch that thing you do is going to be a good movie, good day. Yeah, it's great. Um, so I can't say much more about that. What's your number four? Primal Fear. That was on my list, but like didn't get in. Ooh. And only because like, uh, I think looking at the rest of the movies that month, it was just like, obviously it was a good movie, but like it was also of that crop. It was the creamiest. <laughs> it was like, there was not much competition that month. Yeah. No, uh, there wasn't. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't good. No. But then again, I didn't watch that many thrillers this year. Yeah. Like so I this was... really stood out for me as... And like the twist is great. And oh, man. And Richard Gere is like so slimy. Like, like we could have like a... Laura Linney. Yeah, we have a, a slime off between him and Jeremy Maguire. And anytime Laura Linney is in a film, you're probably going to make my list. Yeah. She's a star. Um, It's just... Yeah. I, those mid-90s... Thrillers, yeah, man, they they really hook you in. Yeah, no, nah, it, was, it was definitely on there, and um, but uh, yeah, just couldn't couldn't get it into the top ten. But it would have been yeah. But my number, you had three Star Trek. <laughs> yes, your number three, please. Uh, Fargo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think at the time we didn't make a big deal about it because like it was it's like it, whenever like nineties films comes up, it's usually brought up. Um, but watching it again was just and like just amazed about how short it is like it's like an, uh, a hard hour hour and a half and um marge gunderson's one of my favorite she's my hero it's <laughs> very good uh and it's just as is francis mcdormand everyone's yeah i mean but like no but like i mean both yeah. <laughs> they're both great um but yeah by um every character in this everyone's just doing their very best and it's a really good story that could have got convoluted and like sometimes gets like um like the Coens sometimes get uh rolled into the Tarantino verse but like I, I no. feel like their story's like a lot better and a, a lot less yeah. a lot less pointless and stupid <laughs> alright I mean this is Jacob Brown's coming up so you have to I've never seen it really mm. it is and I'm not saying this just to be different it is like one of my favourite Tarantino movies and it gets looked over so I've much I've got high hopes because I fell off the Tarantino train when I came to watch this and I was yeah. not getting back on. Nah, watch it. It's good. Um, yeah, so Fargo is my number three. What was your number three? Brassed Off. Hey. Uh, again. I'll be watching it. I'm going to watch this at some point. Back to our friend Recency Bias. But as I mentioned that month, it's just so warm and cozy. and well, you and Ewan go get a fucking holiday. Oh, maybe we will. <laughs> and uh, oh, I forgot a name that was in it. 
not Samantha Fox. Pete Bothway. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, another Pete film. I love me some Pete. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it captures England so good. I just yeah. We said at the time like it's like the 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 opening credits of that movie like when they're sort of just looking at these like this this rural ish English town. It could have been any movie yeah. in the late eighties or the nineties. It's, it's very very similar. It's so, very homely. It's sad. It's touching. It's easy it feels short it uh maybe it doesn't feel short like it probably sunday a little bit it's long. a sunday Arvo movie yeah. it is it's i would put it in the same bracket is uh, a league of their own yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit sadder because yeah. it's it's english and it's very down on itself but i i couldn't not have it in here it's it's too good too much nostalgia with it it's too good a film pete boss will wait my number two is look there's two very big glaring omissions so far in these lists. I'm very curious if they're actually uh, look, coming in. Look. look. I'm looking. I'm listening. I'm waiting. I can't read your list from here. Independence Day. Oh. Is that one of the glaring omissions? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I've forgotten one. Um, Remember that year I forgot one? Independence Day. Look, uh, I know. I know. I know. It's It's... It's crap and blockbustery and just tropey, but I've watched this movie way too many times to care about what your opinion is. And well, I that's love what I call it close encounter. <laughs> um, I love Beige Pullman in it. I love Don't um, you call him that. <laughs> um Randy Quay's great in it. Um just I don't know, like I like Roland Emmerich's way of um uh, introducing to these 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 characters in a really short amount of time before like the actual disaster hits, and then you've like you've got this backstory in a way of how they're going to deal with their situation. And I think he does that really really well. Yeah. Um. Like it's done. <laughs> the the lesser filmmakers try and do it again. I'm looking at you, daylight. Um, <laughs> uh, and it, it doesn't work as well, but I think he's he's really got it it cornered. So Independence Day had to be on this list at some point. It's pretty high. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. But um, I always have fun watching this. I watch it probably twice a year, um, in in some sort of way. So yeah, um, it's great. Independence Day number two. My number two. I will probably wanting to be watched watching twice a year from now on What's because that? I hadn't watched Beavis Whitehead to America for a very <laughs> long time. And again, like I said uh, on the episode, I didn't laugh heaps at it because similar to Kingpin, like I just knew every joke that was yeah. coming. I still know it inside and out. But man, it was still so good. And it's... I don't feel like there was, uh, aside from, I mean, we talked about it at the time, uh, two horny boys just being disgusting. Uh, which is not great. They're not great role models, but I think that's part of the point. So I think we're okay with that. And like, it's, it's, it's like a, it was like, you know, satirically like looking at teenagers in, um, and like, you know, it's a South Park way of doing it. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And you probably find some kids that are exactly like this. <laughs> yeah. And kids that will want to be like this because they've watched it. Yeah. But I don't think they're promoting of like this is how you should live or act or just stare at boobs all the time. <laughs> um, but Tons it's it. oh man, it's just so good. I I still just appreciate Beavis and everything he does. <laughs> oh, really, 
<laughs> I, <come on. laughs> this is a goddamn. This. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, I'd I'd watch it again tomorrow. So number ones. Number ones. Should we do a countdown and say it at the same time? Uh, do you reckon it is? I. It's gotta be. Yeah. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy bird catch. Gilmore. I had Birdcage in at six until I started listing other films and it just slowly fell out of my list. No. Alright, so that's that that happened. Did not see that coming. Let's do uh, Happy Gilmore first then. (laughs) Um uh, it was number one. It's it's the funniest film of the year. It's the standout film of the year. Have like Adam Sandler comes and gets to be full Adam Sandler. It didn't like everything about it ticks. Every box, I think. It was Shoot him on my list, but like, a, yeah, I know. Like, I, I get it. Like, I mean, it's it's got a lot of funny moments in it. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it was Ben Stiller. <laughs> but it's just because I don't like Ben Stiller. Um, I'd have to admit, like that clip of that I sent you, where he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, I watch that every so often <laughs> with uh, Jaws. Yeah, I could just, I could just watch the shooter. McGavin, um, best bits of that movie like, over and over. Um, I don't know. Like, look, I, I do have a lot of childhood nostalgia with it. Because yeah. It, um, same with Beavis. Same with Kingpin. Um, I think I think I actually I kind of just like I don't know instinctively looked over it, which is bad. But like, I just I I, don't, I do remember we had like a lot of good time like watching this both of us. So we did. Yeah. Um, but I think it was the same month as the Birdcage, and um, yeah. I, Happy Gilmore was mine for the month, and Burke yeah, is yours. I, I, I didn't laugh as much as any other movie as I did in this movie. Like it was so, and I, I watched this one recently too. It's, Sorry, they were actually a month apart. We both had Birdcage. It's well, okay. It's amazing though. It is. Um, but it I, did not feature in your top ten at all. Not talking about Birdcage. <laughs> oh. Um, but it's it's, it's 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 I and I know that um, I mean Nathan Lane in this movie is just amazing. The whole section where they're learning how to, to walk like a straight man is just amazing. They do like yeah. a gay John Wayne, John Wayne, yeah. And when he's talking, um, I pierce the toast. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking great. Um, it's just Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria is great. Um, and Gene Hackman's great in it. He he plays a great straight man, like to to, to a T, straight man yeah. to a T. Um, the only thing, the only thing I get, um, I reckon it could have gone longer. Like I would have mm. liked to see them. Like I mean, obviously, like it it, it went. Where it does would it finish. go? Yeah, I know. But like I I found that um, yeah, like where it, where it ends, I was like I was I was kind of wanting a bit more, but like that's fine. Like you know, I'll I'll be left wanting more than than less um yeah i love this movie and it's it is my number one hold on a minute folks if i could do a record scratch scratch noise i would uh but i can't uh this is uh this is paul and ben hello this is this is ben we We, uh, are a pair of fools (laughs) so um in all our haste of making lists and um not looking back at what we've done this year we completely forgot about scream we we didn't it wasn't sort of covered much in the monthly episodes because we we did a watch along uh with with your your partner laura and it was amazing um but because of that you know you know what this all comes down to what's that i tried to 
be helpful, I tried to be kind, I did something nice, I put together the run sheet for the end of the year <laughs> and I yeah. forgot one of the biggest films. Because I, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I think even when I was doing like a December one for myself, I was like, oh, I won't put that on there because I've already watched it, so yeah, that's fine. Um, yep. So... Now I've decided to uh, to like because because you know me I'm I'm a master list maker I can just take stuff out and put stuff in and it doesn't matter anymore so um, I'm gonna take something out and put Scream in you're not gonna do that uh, look I don't I feel like it's a cheat on the list <laughs> uh, I don't I don't feel comfortable just re- when I first looked I was like okay I'll take out Rumble in the Bronx or Train Spotting and I'll put in Scream yeah. Take both of them out and put screen in twice is what you should. <laughs> and then thinking back, maybe Primal Fear I should have just dropped because mm. it's not as good as I think that it was. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to bring out. I'll tell you what I'm going to pull out and put and put screen in. And it was one that was in cont- in competition with another movie anyway. And look, I oh, by all means, great movie. Uh, we'll watch it again for sure. But I'm pulling out the long kiss goodnight, and I'm Ooh. giving Scream a short hug good morning. <laughs> a PG hug. <laughs> uh, so that, that's, that's your number seven now. Yes, yeah. And you know what? Uh, might not have gone too much higher anyway. Um, I, I do. I look. I love. I love some Scream. Um, but. Uh, in you could say it's almost not really worth putting in if you're just going to have it at seven. Oh, no, well, I'm doing it, so that's cool. You remember when Triple J banned Taylor Swift from getting in the hottest 100 and then they're <laughs> like, she would have only been number 12 anyway. <laughs> um, um, I mean, like above, above that, I've got, you know, um, Birdcage, Fargo, Independence Day, That Thing You Do, Set It Off, and Matilda. I'm like, uh, Scream probably would have been number seven. If I was, I think if I was to have a do-over, um, I would maybe remove Primal Fear altogether. Brastoff would come down to four. Scream would be in at three. Okay. And I would maybe, in hindsight, swap Beavis and Happy Gilmore, putting Beavis in my head as number one. But that's insane. My list is my list. Yeah. I, I made a mistake a few years ago. I forgot the single soundtrack in my top albums. <laughs> So these things happen. It's a lot of stuff. Like I, I, I was just looking at um, how much we, like we, we, we consume a lot. Um, I did. We I do. watched. I watched sixty nine films here yeah, for um nineteen ninety six. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it is quite a lot. That's um, what like three a month, almost four a month. Yeah. So. It, I, I look at sometimes we make mistakes so that is we're done that's I uh, just wanted to to put this in um and recant we it. just needed one more little snippet of 96 we just weren't ready yet yeah yeah I actually had like I didn't even set my um microphone up when I got back home yesterday I was just like when we didn't do that for a while I'm like oh, here we go again Oops. <laughs> um but today I did also have a sneak peek at 97 and I, like I say like I say in a couple of minutes time depending on where I Shove this bit in. Ooh, mama. It's going to be a big one. So, back to our regular scheduled program. And uh, we're sorry that we're idiots. Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't pick it. I didn't see it coming. What was, it, what was any omissions that you had that you thought I was going to have? Um, Broken Arrow? No, I, I really thought 
Preacher's wife. <laughs> no, I really thought that we were going to buy that Beavis and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> No, they were just was... the most fun films this year. No, I, I, like yeah, Beavis was great, and like so was Happy Gilmore. But like, yeah, it's um, or um, I thought maybe James the Giant Peach. You really liked that at the time. <laughs> I, I, that was up there, but like Matilda was always going to win, like the the family portion of it. Then again, you had no code at number two, so um, nothing means anything anymore. Well, that was good. That was, that was yeah, it was all right. Expect- <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we could say about the whole, whole 96 season. Yeah, it was all right. Um, 1997 is coming in the new year in 2024, and uh, we have a lot of stuff planned for it. We have a lot of stuff that we haven't planned for, but we're going to have a look at it. Um, we've got Star Wars, maybe, baby. Uh, I will have a look through my box. Did the remasters for 1997. Um, we also, that's when George Lucas started uh, fucking with stuff and. Yeah, he's not a fuck with it. It's his. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we uh, we mentioned a few um, titles that are coming out um, throughout this one too. But yeah, we're gonna it's it's gonna be big. Um, just having a look at look. The one hit wonders are gonna come out in force. Oh, um, and if you thought there was uh, a bit bit of scar punk this this year, just you wait, buddies. Um, uh, yeah. So I think do we have a is, is Austin Powers coming? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think the movies... I mean, we've probably said this before. I feel like the movies are going to step it up again. I think. Step it up and then... I, But I think we're going to be very surprised on rewatches of stuff that we thought was sacred. I think this is the year that's really going to mm. sort of like go, oh, that was not as good as I remember it. This could, this could get into peak 90s. And like, yeah. never never forget the uh, whole point of this whole exercise to, is to like dispel the myth that the 90s was the best decade and i think for the the news stories that we've um covered this time this year we can definitely say it is not <laughs> um and also i think we're seeing a turn in movies that i really think like i, I mentioned it in one fine day like about rom-coms i really think we're going to start the gender um well we do have a, a very notable rom-com for us both what's next that? year it's a part of the viewers universe. Ah, yes. Yep. Um, there's some big time cage coming. Oh. Big time cage. Oh. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, but you should probably uh, have a little nap before we get to any of that. It's 10 past 11 and I'm very sleepy. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us, it's livingitpastpod at gmail.com or you can check us out on Instagram. I'm going to stop doing that because you can probably hear it on mic. Ask um, us how old we are. <laughs> um no don't do that it's weird age sex location <laughs> yeah uh and yeah thank you so much for listening we like like we truly appreciate it and and love holy you shit the castle <laughs> oh man i'm in trouble uh and uh we can't wait to get back in into this for 1997 we're nearly at the end of the 90s and then we're gonna have to work out where we're gonna go from there we'll start but all over we'll, again i think uh we'll go through all the stuff that we missed get into these dirty dirty 2000s uh, thanks for coming along yeah thanks for being here thanks, thanks for staying thanks to paul everyone give a little round of applause for all the hard work and time and effort and money he puts into yeah. doing this not for you no. but for us not for me <laughs> <laughs> mostly for yourself uh and thank you for being here and uh yeah talking not not ruining every single moment that i <laughs> from refraining from ruining so many things and bring back the curling 
All right. Uh, we will see you in the new year. Happy Christmas. Oh, well, you might, and keep keep the feed going. Make sure you keep subscribed because we got some, uh, might have a couple of little gifts for you under our tree Ooh. around Christmas gifts time. All right. Good night. Bye. Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Angie Gold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.